For marketing agencies and social media managers looking to prove the value of their work, I've got something special for you. Agora Pulse is not only Social Media Examiner's tool of choice as an all-in-one social media management tool, it also allows you to track the traffic, conversion, and revenue from every social post, comment, and private message. Learn how to prove your social media ROI with a free training or a free trial by visiting agorapulse.com SME today. Again, agorapulse.com SME. Welcome to the Social Media Marketing Podcast, helping you navigate the social media jungle. And now, here's your host, Michael Stelzner. Hello, hello, hello. Thank you so much for joining me for the Social Media Marketing Podcast, brought to you by socialmediaexaminer.com. I'm your host, Michael Stelzner, and this is the podcast for marketers and business owners who want to know what works with social media. I am super excited about today's show. I'm going to be joined by Lewis House, author of The Ultimate Webinar Marketing Guide. And we're going to explore a topic we've never talked about on this show, which is how to use webinars to generate leads and sell. Now, you might be asking, webinars, what does that have to do with social media? Well, it has a lot to do with social media, and I'll explain more during the show. But I can assure you that this will be one of those episodes that you're going to want to listen to more than once because there's that much value here. I'm going to skip the normal tip that I provide at the beginning of today's show because this show is a little bit longer than normal. Did you know that we can deliver awesome marketing info directly into your inbox? Simply subscribe to our weekly newsletter that comes out three days a week. You won't miss any of the updates going on in the world of social marketing. Visit socialmediaexaminer.com slash get updates. With that, let's transition right now over to that podcast with Lewis Howes. Helping you simplify your social safari, here's this week's expert guide. I'm very excited to be joined today by Lewis Howes. Lewis is author of the Ultimate Webinar Marketing Guide, and he's host of the School of Greatness podcast, a show where he focuses on leadership and personal development. He's also an athlete, and he's on the U.S. men's national handball team. Lewis, welcome to the show. Thanks so much, Michael. I'm uh, excited to be here. So today, Lewis and I are going to explore the art of using webinars to generate leads and to sell. So Lewis, uh, you and I have been friends for a very, very long time, yep. and uh, it's really the great first to ha- time you The first time you launched <laughs> That's your right. website. We That's met the first week. I know, launched. exactly. When Social Media Examiner was a wee little three days old. <laughs> 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 we were just a little baby back then, so it's great to have you on the show. Yeah. Um, so um, as a matter of fact, coming up on our, uh, on our five-year anniversary, so that's crazy. Wow. That's when we met five years ago. Yeah, isn't that nuts? Amazing. But we've, we've seen each other a lot since then. So hey, let's, let's focus on webinars. Why should marketers take a closer look at webinars and let me elaborate a little bit webinars obviously are not sexy or new you know they're they're much older than social media and um why should the marketer who's listening right now who's probably really into social media give a hoot about webinars what's your thoughts well you know what's really sexy for a business owner can you guess um what (laughs) making money yeah that's cool that's pretty sexy. Making yeah. a difference, obviously, and serving your audience, but making sales. And whatever the product or service or software you have or events, generating sales and making money for your business is sexy in my mind. And webinars are the ultimate way to convert your audience into sales. 
simply it's the facts right now all the biggest companies the hub spots the hoot suites uh fortune 500 companies entrepreneurs medium-sized companies they're all the ones that are using webinars use them over and over and over again because they generate more sales than any other online marketing strategy in the amount of time and structure that it presents itself so that's so, why it's yeah well, let's explore why why is that i mean is it kind of harkening back to the good old-fashioned going to the local chamber of commerce and giving a presentation with the locals is it kind of like that but taken to the next level explore a little bit about why they work so well so social is cool i love social media right it's amazing it helps me get my uh my information out there it helps me connect with my audience it allows me to get feedback almost instantly uh, when I post something, I can either see a comment or a tweet back or, you know, something like that. It allows me to uh, research, find people, you know, build relationships, all these great things. But really, if I put a Twitter message out there and say, hey, go buy my book, how many sales can I get? Or if I put a promotion on Facebook that says buy my product or service, are, are that many people going to buy it? Mm, it's it just doesn't happen like that right away. With a webinar, it's an opportunity to get in front of a captivated audience of people that want to learn the information you're sharing and you're teaching on that webinar. So you're getting in front of a captivated audience and you are in front of them for more than just a quick message or a quick post or a quick article or picture or video. It's really an interactive way to connect with them for 60 to 90 minutes plus and educate them, build that trust, build the relationship in real time, not waiting a few moments for someone to respond, but instant feedback through the chat feature, through the video feature, through a live call-in, whatever it may be. And the visual process is extremely engaging as well. So there's a number of certain factors that allows you to connect with this engaged, curious, really motivated audience that wants to learn what you're teaching. And at the end of a webinar, most of the webinars are free that are really effective right now. They're free. And then at the end, if someone wants to learn more or accelerate this um, problem they have into a quicker solution with the software, with the, the product, the service, the live event, whatever it may be, the coaching, that's what you're allowed. That's what you're able to really convert in uh, a greater way than you can with just social. And, you know, I want to kind of dig a little deep and give my thoughts on this. Uh, podcasting, as we both know, is awesome. You know, we both have Amazing. really huge audiences that love to learn, love, love to learn by listening to us interview people and talk with people. Yes. And in, in, in the case of podcasting, they do it while they're multitasking. They do it while they're driving, while they're gardening, while they're running, yes. whatever they're doing, while they're at the gym. But, and, and then on the flip side, video is very powerful as well because it's not just listening, but it also engages your eyes. The problem obviously with video is that people don't stick around very long and that's why most videos are less than three minutes long. Yeah. So where I think webinars bring a little bit of all this to the table is they allow the social side of it, right? Because people are in chat rooms and they can be interacting with each other depending on the technology you're using. They can be calling in and asking live questions. Yep. So it's kind of like taking the the best of podcasting, the wow. best of video and the best of live and wrapping it all together into the ultimate medium, isn't it? Uh you said it perfectly, and that's why I've been doing them for five years, and I continue to push and promote people to do them because they're so effective in getting the results in sales and also building that trust and that thought leadership and that engagement. There's nothing else where you can do this except for a live experience, which I know you do a lot of live events, and those are incredibly powerful, but they're also... A 
you mean you live in person? We should clarify live that. in live in person events right. where you yeah where you're in a room with people. Those are the that's the best. Right. But the time, the energy, the you know everything the around cost. that, yeah. the cost. Where you can do a webinar, you can say, I want to do a webinar tomorrow and get a thousand people in a room, in a virtual room. You could do that. And you don't have to do all the pre-production and post, you know, breakdown. It's a lot easier to leverage that that medium. Well, and let's just be very transparent and honest. Um, webinars have been what's funding Social Media Examiner from day one. We wow. just call them success summits, right? Right. <laughs> and we have all these people that come and they present and people pay to hear, you know. Um, so there's yeah. many different ways to do this. Um, so I'm hoping that as people are, are listening to this, they can begin to understand that there is something amazing to the the live combined with the sharing of your screen, yep. combined to with slides and all these kinds of things, and even your face that can be shared with some of this technology, it's as close as you can get really to having a bunch of people in a room, but they can be everywhere. Yeah. And that's exciting, isn't it? Yeah, and as technology continues to improve, I remember when I was just starting out five years ago with webinars, the video feature wasn't really good. Like there were a couple softwares that you could have like a small little video in the corner, but it was pixelated and it wasn't that great. Now, uh, you know, GoToWebinar's got this incredible video feature where you can see it. It's so clean. It's like high def um, and there's very little la lag time. So it's basically real time seeing the person speak and, you know, watch them present. Well, okay. Since you since you kind of led with um, the, a little bit of the tech, you you perfectly sure. transitioned into my next question. Let's talk about what kind of tech is needed. I mean, what are some of the service providers out there that people should consider if they're thinking about doing webinars? You know, here's the thing. I don't want to be judgmental or um, biased or anything really like that. I my recommendation, however, is go to webinar because it's what I started using early on, and it's been the most consistent. I feel like they put the most resources into improving it. And it's what is kind of the standard for most pe most marketers, I should say. Most marketers and marketers' audiences are used to coming on and being uh, in that platform, GoToWebinar. There's a lot of other ones like Adobe's got something. You know, Google Hangouts has this Google Live thing you can do. There's Ustream. There's uh, Livestream. There's lots of different webinar jam. But the thing is... I've tried a lot of those and I've been on some of them with, uh, with other people and I've just heard experiences from other people that the other stuff that I isn't as consistent as GoToWebinar. So again, I'm sure there's other platforms that have different features, maybe some more effective, some less effective. But from the examples and the stories I've heard from people, that just seems like the most consistent, powerful, effective platform is GoToWebinar right now. And I will go ahead and add um, that we use GoToWebinar and WebEx. And I'm just going to sure. briefly clarify what the differences are. Um, GoToWebinar, uh, both WebEx and GoToWebinar can get up to 1,000 people live. Yep. Um, the main difference between the two is that WebEx is um, a hosted solution, meaning you can load your deck up into a server that's owned yep. by WebEx. And the benefit to WebEx is that if the person giving the presentation has a really weak internet connection or loses their internet connection, you can still allow the presentation to move forward. And literally with the help of another person, maybe yes. in a different location, you can say next, 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 and they can actually let the slide deck go next. Um, for our paid events, we use WebEx because it is 100% reliable. Uh, for our yes. free stuff, we use GoToWebinar. 
And, yeah. and I would strongly recommend that people consider both, especially if they're a larger organization and they can afford WebEx. The, the, the WebEx is a little more costly because you have to work through a third-party service provider who tef- dif- typically um, integrates telephony and live um, uh, operators and all that kind of stuff. Sure. But, but at the corporate level, I would say WebEx. And at the small business level, yes. I would say go to webinar for sure. Yeah. And I remember, you know, I've presented on a couple of your summits. And obviously, for me, it was an incredible experience being on WebEx. And uh, I just, you know, I don't like to switch things if something's yep. not broken. Absolutely. But WebEx was incredible. I'm not sure what the price point is, but if it's a little more uh, than go to webinar, then it may not be for the entrepreneur marketer. It may be for more, like you said, a corporation that's got the money to invest in that. Absolutely. Okay, cool. So now we got over the tech. Let's let's kind of get into some of the nitty gritty, which I think is the fun stuff. So um, we're going to talk for the rest of this um, interview about two things. We're going to talk about how to generate leads mm-hmm. with webinars, and then we're going to also talk about how to sell with webinars. Sure. Now, there's, there's there's two different distinctions here, right? One is you are um, wanting to collect leads for a sales cycle that's kind of long, right? And you're not yes. going to sell during the presentation. Um, the other one is you're going to collect leads um, to try to sell during the presentation, maybe immediately after the presentation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So let's start with the traditional lead generation kind of webinar, uh, meaning um, people are using these to generate leads for a sales team behind the scenes that's going to be working those leads. Can you sure. share some of your ideas and tips on how to best generate leads with webinars? Yes. Well, if you already have an email list, then you've, you've got a good place to start because um, you can promote it to your email list. And then there's some things you can do from the people that register for the webinar to have them help promote the webinar for you. So if someone's already signing up for something, then it's, you're, you've got a captivated audience that's interested. So what I like to do on the thank you page of a webinar is have people share that for you and mm-hmm. say, hey, if you think one of your friends might be interested in this topic as well, just go ahead and share it on Facebook or Twitter. That's, a, that's a kind of a simple thing that you can do that can really leverage a few hundred extra leads possibly if you're going to get you know, 500 to 1,000 people to register, you might be able to get a couple hundred extra leads for free without having to do anything, just adding that additional step on the thank you page. So you could add a video on there that says, thanks so much for registering. Make sure to add this uh, into your calendar, add the date and time to your calendar. And also the next step, um, just go ahead and share this on Facebook and Twitter. And if you want to get really interesting and kind of ensure that you're going to get more leads by doing this step, I would create, uh, there's different... Um, plugins out there that you can use where you have people unlock something. So you can say, download this free checklist on how to do X, Y, and Z that's, that's based around the webinar you're giving or download this free report, whatever it may be. And all you need to do is share this on Twitter to get to unlock the information. And I think that's a really powerful way to get people to share and promote the webinar. If you um, can brainstorm what the name of that thing is while you're doing that, I'm going to tell yes. you real briefly. Here's a little tip um, for all the listeners. After someone has um, agreed to commit to registering and they've filled out all the registration information, you do send them to a thank you page and you make that little video or even just a text instruction. You could just simply say, click the link below to share this with your friends. And then what you can do is you can go to click2tweet.com, craft a tweet with the URL back to the registration page, and then with simple click of a link, boom, that'll go out into their Twitter feed. And that will allow kind of them to effortlessly express their excitement. And it could be something like, I just registered for uh, this webinar, boom. You know what I mean? And then here's- Sign up for free here. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that, that can be quite effective because it's like an endorsement. Yes. 
Yes, exactly. So uh, I will I will get back to you and maybe on the show notes I can give you that plugin that I okay. use. Yeah, that would be awesome. Um, and I think lead pages might have something uh, like that as well. I can't remember if I in okay. my team we use something else. But um, so that's one way. Another way is to partner with other people to generate leads. So I do a lot of what's called affiliate webinars where someone in a similar marketing space as me will come on and wants to promote my information to their audience. And uh, by doing this, I, I say, listen, this is what we're going to do. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to host this webinar for you, and then um, there's going to be free content for your audience. And at the end, I'm going to offer my product or my service or my whatever it may be that you want to offer for, for sale. And then I like to give 50% commission to that affiliate. That's kind of the standard in the webinar marketing space. And uh, by doing that, I'm basically paying them 50% of my commission without them having to do anything except for generating those leads for me. So I did a webinar recently with someone who's got a very large audience and he sent out one email and, and sent 2,400 and something email registrations to the webinar that I was hosting for his audience. Awesome. So, so not only did we do close to $50,000 in sales for an hour and a half presentation, his, the people that did not buy were extremely excited about the information that they received, even though they didn't decide to purchase that day. They may do it at some point. Um, the people that did buy are pumped. Now they've got more tools and resources to take action on what they want to do with webinars. And he gets a $25,000 check. I get 2,500 new leads and generate a lot of new buzz and sales for my, 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 my company. So it's a win-win in all, on all areas. Let's talk about the actual registration process. Like, sure. How can we optimize that itself? Yeah, you know, I I like lead pages right now because it's or there's there's other tools out there. I think uh, there's some like visual visual optimized site thing or something. But I like lead pages for how simple it is. They create templates for you. Uh, I'm not affiliated with them and by any means, but I just like them because they've been effective and, and uh, they work for me. And what I get to do is I get to create, and I can't really say what's going to work for you because it depends on you, your audience, your brand, everything. But what I like to do is create three different templates. And they kind of give you an example. You can create one template that's just a simple image, a headline, and an opt-in. Then I like to create another template that's more in-depth. So a simple image of you or whoever's presenting, a compelling headline, then a number of benefits of what you're going to get from the webinar. So I like to give three or five detailed, in-depth benefits of what people will receive by opting in for the webinar. And so making it more of a long-form registration page. And then I'll do one that's kind of like a hybrid, maybe a video and some bullet points. And what I do is I'll just test it. So with lead pages, it allows you to adjust. And so... So you can do a split test, basically. A split test on two pages, three pages, 10 pages. You can do as many as you want, I think. I usually like to do three. Um, of kind of like a hybrid of all three of those. And then after the first day of promotion, whichever one has the highest conversion, uh, I'll go with that one. So right now I've got, uh, I'm promoting a webinar that's coming out tomorrow that is getting around 68% conversion from my list. And uh, the other one was getting like 48. And the, the one that's the highest converting right now is the one that's got five bullet points of benefits they'll be receiving. So it's the longer form is working right now, but I've done other webinars where it's like just the image and registered now with the headline was converting higher. So I can't really say uh, this is going to work for you. I really recommend doing 
a, a split testing with lead pages or something like lead pages yep. if you want to use something else because and, that's going to give you the best answer. And we should state that lead pages is a hosted monthly paid service. Yes. Um, now, what's what about for people that just want to use the standard reg form that comes with GoToWebinar? Um, yeah. If they were I mean, to that, do that, what yeah. would be the best practices? Yes, yes. I mean, that for me is really powerful as well. And I get a, a high conversion rate for just doing that. And I did that for years because there was no better solution to split test. They didn't have a split testing option on lead, on uh, GoToWebinar. Um, so now that I can integrate that with lead pages, it just seems it makes more sense to test it out. But I would do a compelling headline about one to two sentences of saying, okay, who's presenting and what this topic is going to be about, and then three to five bullet points of the exact things that are be covered or the exact things that you will learn. You will discover the following things by coming yes. to this presentation, right? So a headline, an image of the presenter, or a logo, if, if you want to do that. Um, one to two sentences of what, uh, who the person is, what the topic is, and then here's what you're going to discover with three to five main compelling reasons for them to register, then the date and time, and then the register button. Now, um, I've seen some where they ask like 15 different questions, and I've seen some where they just ask for the name and email. What's your thoughts on the best way to get the most amount of leads? What's your- it de- it de- well, the most amount of leads is the least amount of information that gotcha. you request for. So first name, last name, and email is I believe the minimum on GoToWebinar that they'll let you do. And so I go with the minimum. There are a number of times where I added the phone number as well because we were doing follow-up phone. Mm. So I would make that as an optional field. And we'd get about 50% of people that would add their phone number. And cool. then I had someone on the sales team that would follow up with people via phone and do a little survey with them to see if they enjoyed it, if they didn't, if they bought, if they didn't, and then try to sign more people up that way. Did that actually end up converting for you? It did, yeah. And this was a few years back. That's uh, cool. Yeah, but yeah. Now um, let's get into the mechanics of the actual presentations a little bit sure. here. Um, a lot of people are doing webinars, as you stated in the beginning of this interview. So, what can we do to make our webinars stand out from the crowd? You know, it's interesting because there's a formula that uh, I've been teaching for a while, and I've been helping and consulting with a lot of the bigger companies and. A lot of entrepreneurs have been doing, but it's it's a formula that works. And I see all the people that are really successful with webinars are, are following either the same formula or something very similar, what, their own little twist on it. So what I would say is not to try to recreate or do something different. I would say be yourself on the webinar and follow the formula that works, that the big companies are using, that the small entrepreneurs are using. Follow the formula, but just be yourself and and bring your experience to whatever it is you're talking about. So don't try to be, act like you know what you're talking about or do something different. Come with your own authentic energy, your own personality, your information, and follow a formula that works. Well, and you know, it's it's we're going to get into that formula in just a minute. But what's intriguing about what you're saying is essentially be find your own voice. And you know, Lewis, since we're both podcasters, you kind of, we get this, right? Like in the beginning, a lot of people want to be like NPR and they feel like they need to be like a radio disc jockey or whatever. Right. 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 And, and when you're just a real person, it actually is very, very, uh, I don't know how to say this, but it, it just kind of, um, uh, makes you more believable. Don't you agree? Yes. Makes you relatable as well. And makes you, able to connect to the person who's presenting. If someone's listening and they don't feel like they can connect with you because you're not being authentic, you're probably not going to get great results at the end. Yeah. So, um, said another way, 
um, talk to this audience that's going to be on your webinar the same way you would talk to a friend across the table, really, yes. right? Yeah. And don't try to talk above them. Uh, really have a conversation with them. That's what a webinar is, speaking and communicating with people, not above people. So you have a formula you alluded to a little bit uh, about a minute yes. ago. Talk to me about what, what is that formula? Let's kind of dive into it a little bit. So there are three phases to a successful webinar. Uh, when, and when I mean successful, I mean a webinar that converts into sales for you at the end. So the three phases, um, I'll briefly talk about the three phases. And then I will, what I'll really talk about is the seven steps in the webinar that you need to follow to have a successful webinar itself. Okay. So, so the three phases would be the, the uh, setup and marketing phase. So this is creating the registration page, making sure the, the system works. So the registration page to the thank you page, and then the, the email sequence and the promotional sequence that's tied into that. That would be the first phase to make, because if you don't have anyone showing up to the webinar, yeah. it's going to be really hard to present to people. In the that's first kind phase. of the promotion phase, really, right? If you're, the you're promotion and the setup phase. Yep. Yes. Okay. So that's one phase. I don't want to really get into that because it's a whole other right. topic, uh, but that's the first phase of a successful webinar. The second phase is the webinar itself and the seven steps to running a successful webinar, which I'll talk about right now. The third phase is the follow-up phase. And when I do a webinar, um, at the end of the webinar, let's just say I'll, I'll do $20,000 in sales in a webinar. And a lot of people say, cool, I just finished the webinar, I'm done, and $20,000 i am fine with. But really, I usually tend to double the sales if I follow the third phase, which is the follow-up process. So there's a process I follow with uh, uh, email sequence and sometimes follow-up on phone calls and really you know, continuing the sales process because people don't buy after one hour sometimes. They, it takes time to develop that connection. So those are the three phases to a successful webinar launch, I would say, to one webinar. But there are seven steps in the webinar. Can I cover that right now? Yeah, let's go for it. Okay, so the first is, and I would recommend if anyone's listening, if you're not in a car, if you're sitting down, to actually take notes because this may be, you know, some of the most powerful information you hear about a webinar. So take notes and even... <clears throat> Uh, post notes over on uh, Social Media Examiner's fan page. I don't know if you allow pic people to upload pictures on your fan page, but you know, uh, it's a great question. I don't. Even, I think we do, <laughs> but yeah. but the good news is we do on the on the show notes page, uh, cool. which we'll provide a little later. You can upload uh, photographs there in the comment section. Yeah, take a write down these notes right now, and then post uh, a picture of your notes in the comment section of the show notes because. Uh, I want to see what you guys create. I think it'd be really powerful for you. So the first part of the seven-step sequence on a successful webinar is the meet and greet. And this is the five to ten minutes before webinar, I like to do a meet and greet. So where I'm welcoming the attendees, I like to check the audio levels and make sure people can see the screen. Uh, I like to uh, also request people to uh, type in where they're calling in from the world so I can just kind of build that relationship, and I'll just start saying hi to people. It's like and a warm-up act, isn't it? It's a almost warm-up act, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, in, Cir in Cirque du Soleil, I don't know if you've ever been to Cirque du Soleil. Yeah, I have. Um, I went to one in Vegas a couple of years ago. I love those shows. And I forget which one I went to. It was like Zoomanity or something or one of those things. And right when I entered, I got my ticket uh, and I handed it to the person at the door to go into the pre-room before the theater. It's like that's when the show actually began. The, 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 uh, the crew, the people performing were there in the pre-room welcoming us, kind of doing little tricks, flirting with us. You know, it's like they were 
engaging with us. So when they got on stage, I was like, oh, that's the girl that just said hi to me 10 minutes ago, and she's doing this crazy acrobatic thing. Huh. So it's kind of like the, the meet and greet before the show to really build that connection, as opposed to just starting at the top of the hour and saying, hey, guys, let's dive in. You know, it's really warming people up. You know, and I want to pause for a second because for so many years when I've been doing webinars, we've kind of done that privately, meaning behind the scenes, you know, we've uh-huh. done our, our checks and sound checks and everything. And, and then just like two minutes before we went live, we'd come on and say, we'll be started in two minutes. You know what I mean? Which is kind of like how you would expect any performance to go. But, but I love what you're <laughs> saying about, hey... Um, folks, we're going to be starting in about five minutes. Thanks so much for coming early. Why don't we go ahead and see where you're all from? Hey, Mike from uh, San Diego and Hey, Lewis from Los Angeles and Hey, so-and-so from Australia. Can you believe anybody else from Australia here, you know, and, and that kind of stuff just kind of, um, what does it do? Why is that so important? I think it builds rapport. It, It makes you relatable. It, um, it just allows you to create that connection before you're trying to actually create the connection. And so, I don't know. I just feel like it's more personal. Well, and I learned that from you, by the way. And I, I, yeah. I, we tried it a couple times, and it was really exciting. Because one thing that is kind of strange <laughs> is people feel like it's just you and the presenter, right? They don't realize yes. there's other people there. So by actually acknowledging that there's people from all over the world on this call, it kind of gets people to sit yes. up in their seat a little bit. They get excited. It? Yeah, I'm a part of something bigger than myself. Exactly. You know? It's, all right, it's cool. not just me. So and step, also, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, and also, I like how, you know... <laughs> When I was doing this early on and I wasn't doing this, I was just like, these people are just waiting around and what if they're dropping off because they don't hear anything or they don't see anything? So I was just more like, I want to engage with them to let them know, hey, we're going to get started in a few minutes. Make sure to stick around. Like this is what's going to happen. So that's the meet and greet. Uh, Phase two is kind of the zero to five minute mark, which is the welcome. So after you've met and greet people, it's like, okay, top of the hour begins the webinar. Thanks so much for coming, guys. Here's my introduction. Um, you're talking about who you are, what the call's about, maybe some house cleaning, and then you go into the agenda. This is the most important part of the welcome is the agenda, letting people know what you're going to be covering. And usually the bullet points that you offer in the registration page can be an easy thing to just plug in for what you can be covering. So if you said that you're going to learn the three ways to use Instagram to generate 10,000 new followers in a month, then you probably want to have that in the agenda. I'm going to show you that three-step process to get 10,000 new Instagram followers in the next 30 days. You want to have these bullet points of what you're going to be covering in the agenda. That way people know once you hit one point, they know what to expect next as opposed to just keep them leaving wonder what's what's happening for the next how long is this going to happen for and what am i going to learn so you really want to go into the agenda there and by the way i'm going to throw a ninja tip in here for everybody who's listening to add to your notes yes um better than even using the word learn is um discover you're going mm. to discover and this is a copywriting uh tip that i can uh, you know i can tell you from years of experience as a copywriter you're going to dis- people would rather discover something than learn something. Mm, I like that. And secondly, I'm going to reveal. So the words reveal and discover are extremely powerful words that get people to kind of pay extra attention. So there's a little tip for all of our listeners. So okay, we've talked about the meet and greet. We've talked about the welcome. Tip. Thank yeah. you. What's I'm writing the- that down right now. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and even in your copy, don't ever use the word yeah. learn. Use like discover that. and reveal. So okay, we've talked about the first two, meet and greet yep. and welcome. What's the third welcome. step? So the third part is kind of the five to 15 minute mark, which is your story. And <clears throat> there is some, you can adjust this formula slightly where in the beginning, I would say you could try doing something a little different. And right after... 
right after the welcome, you can go into some type of huge, awesome tip or one huge, awesome strategy to really hook people in. So it, you, if you want to teach them how to, you know, get a hundred thousand new followers online in general on all their social media accounts, then maybe in the first five minutes, you show them how to get their first 5,000 on Instagram by itself with something like really simple to do. So you give them like a ninja strategy or tip or trick or something early on. So they're like, whoa, this is big. And it just, you just taught me this in the first 10 minutes. Okay, cool. That's what I do in my podcast, by the way, Lewis, my first thing is I always have a tip and then I get into the interview. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. So you can throw that in the beginning. Um, or you can wait until the content section to go into everything. So you can play around with that. Um, but the third part is the story. So some people, I like to go for about 10 minutes on the story. And if you listen to any other big webinars, HubSpot does this extremely well. I'm assuming a lot of your audience knows about HubSpot, maybe even uses uh, their software. But HubSpot, and I think they've been a sponsor of yours for a long time. Is that yes, right? Yes, yeah. They're not, okay. they're not currently a sponsor, but they were a sponsor for literally years. So, yeah. Cool. So HubSpot does an incredible job with webinars. And if you ever go watch a HubSpot webinar, you'll see that they do this exact same formula over and over and over again. They'll bring in an expert to talk about SEO, right, and um, or social media or whatever it may be. And the expert, you've got to tell the person's story first before you can actually create that trust and connection with the person that what they're teaching you or what you're going to be discovering, I should say, uh, is actually credible. And the story is extremely important. And I will go into my story for 10, sometimes 12, 13 minutes. Give us a 30-second overview of the, of the story that you give <clears throat> and what you're selling so people can understand what you're talking about. Yeah, so I say... Because I'm right now, I'm talking about webinars on my webinar. So I'm teaching people, uh, or I'm sh- revealing, <laughs> I should say, webinars on a webinar. So it's like inception, right? Um, but what I'll say is, you know, I started off as a professional football player. That was my dream, and then one day I got injured, and I had no clue what I was going to do next with my business, my life, and my career. Um, after about a year of learning LinkedIn uh, and and mastering LinkedIn and teaching people about it. I had an opportunity to do my first webinar and I had no clue what webinars were. At the end of the webinar, I I ended up selling an advanced LinkedIn training that I provided and made $6,200. At a time where I was broke, had no experience, had no job and had no clue what I was doing. And that was the most money that I ever made in my life. From that point forward, I realized that webinars were such a powerful tool that I dove completely in and learned everything I could about them. And over the last five years, I did over 5 million in sales from webinars alone. And so I talk about my story on how I was, you know, at the top of my game as an athlete, then got injured and was trying to figure out what I was going to do next, sleeping on my sister's couch to understanding and finding webinars and discovering this and that taking me to an opportunity to generate a lot in sales over a short amount of time, but when I had no clue what I was doing. So so the key folks to a good story is to have a problem that you were able to overcome. Yes. You know what I mean? And um uh, in revealing the, the darks, the difficult challenges the that you faced and the yes. journey. Exactly. And, um, that is what makes a really good story. Okay, cool. Yes. So we've got the first three meet yep. and greet welcome. And then a story. So what's next? Yep. <clears throat> yeah. And in the story, you can also talk about, you know, add your credibility. So, you know, I've written a book, I've been right. featured in these places and the social proof as well. Um, you talk about your struggle and then the solution to what you've, you've come Perfect. up with. The fourth part is the content. So this is kind of like the meat of your presentation. At what point and, in the presentation are you digging into content? How many minutes 15, in? A 15-minute 15 mark. Okay. If you're going for a 75-minute, 
uh, presentation, which is kind of standard, uh, the 15 to 45 minute mark would be your content. Oh, you mean so, fi- you mean you mean at the fifteen minute mark for about forty five minutes? Is that what you mean? For thirty minutes, sorry. Oh, okay, the fifteen to forty five minute mark. Oh, I see. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Uh, so at the fifteen minute mark, roughly fifteen twenty minutes, whatever, you're going into the content. You should be diving into that. If you're not diving into the content by that time, you may start losing people. Gotcha. So you, so it's a fine line between telling your story and very you want to get into detail in it and go there. And you're always going to get a couple haters that are like, get to the content already, mm-hmm. get to the content. But you've really got to. Um, you, can even, you can have teachable moments in your story too, though, right? Yes. Yes. You can say, here's something I learned and give a tip during your story. So there's ways to, you know, add in content throughout this. Um, but then the, you know, the fourth part of the content, you really want to give, you want to hit people on every learning or I should say discovery channel possible. Uh, so you want to give data, you want to give research and data that backs up your information. So when I'm talking about webinars, I'll give I'll talk about the importance of webinars based on facts, based on data from research from people on why it's more powerful than every other marketing tool, on why people are more engaged on a webinar than they are in social media, and why people, uh, you can convert higher on a webinar than you can with video. And I'll show the stats, physic- like right there from research, from credible research places. So any analyzers watching a webinar will be like, oh, that's exactly what I need to know. I need to know the facts. If you just tell stories only, um, you'll sell a lot of people, but there's always those analyzers or those people that are, that want to know more that you got to get that information to. So you give the data and the facts first, because you've already told a story. Then I go into case studies. So I'm going to case studies of people that who have, uh, usually to speak to the audience that I'm talking to case studies around their stories and their experience and their businesses as well about people who have applied webinars and done really successful following the same formula who were doing horrible before, trying just video or just social media or whatever it is. But once they started using webinars, everything came together where their audience was able to be converted into sales, not just have a big audience and only have an audience. Um, so from there, then I go into the content about, I, on the webinar, I teach the what. So the webinar content is really teaching people what they can do themselves. Here's what they need to do, what steps. So the, tips and tips and tactics, really, right? Yes, tips and tactics. I will teach them my seven steps uh, to you know generating ten thousand dollars in their first webinar, right? I'll teach them all the steps, what they need to do. However, in my product at the end, or in your software, or in your consulting, or whatever it may be, the uh, the design work that you do for people, whatever you sell at the end, it needs to be the how, or the advanced, or the accelerated version of the what. So you can teach people how to do it themselves, or you can accelerate it for them. You know, HubSpot is great at this. They teach you how to do SEO. You can do this all yourself, or you can hire someone to do the tagging, the the keyword, all the backlinking, and it's going to cost you time and energy and money. But I'm giving you the information on what to do, so you can do it, and I'm teaching you how to do it for free. Or you can get our software, and the software does all this for you. You just pay 300 bucks a month. Gotcha. So, you know, it's it's got to be – you can teach them how to do it, uh, but at the end, the the product or the service is the accelerated version of it. Okay, um, so what's the yeah. next step? So, so you're teaching the what, you're giving them actionable items where they can go and be successful themselves for the content. That's the 15 to 45 minute mark. The The next point, number five, would be the close. So again, if you're just doing a free webinar and you're never offering a product or service ever, then you're not generating sales. You're just, just generating goodwill. 
I guess, which is not bad or good. It's just you're not building your business at that point. So at some point, you're going to have to ask people to buy something, whether it be on a webinar or afterwards on a phone call, follow-up, or something. Um, so at this point is the close. And this is the why so many companies love webinars because you've got this captivated audience that you've been able to connect with to for an hour and now they want more. They're like, cool, I see the value of this. I see how I can do it myself, but I don't want to do it myself or I don't want to put this much time and energy into it or I want you because you're the expert to support me or I want this software that's going to accelerate it because I see the value in it. So the close is really where you introduce um, – the problem again, and then you talk about the solution. So your product, uh, your live event. You know, people that want to learn more about social media, come to our live uh, or our online summit, success summit, where you're going to interact with 50 of the top social media experts in the world. You can't get access to these people anywhere else. They're going to give you all the information you need in a couple of short weeks. Or come to our live event once a year. We do in San Diego. Uh, where you're going to get the same type of experience, but also connect with the brands and other marketers and really build your business that way. Lewis, um, one thing that I know that a lot of people struggle with is um, they, they kind of don't get the close right. What are yes. some of the common mistakes that people make when it comes to asking for the sale? I think people are either nervous or they don't set it up for themselves the right way. So what I like to do is really segue in with a couple of questions. So as opposed to just like, I'm done with the content. Okay, now guys, who wants to sign up for this? You've really got to massage and be flexible and segue in a way that feels authentic and not like you're trying to sell. So you don't ever want to do a webinar where you feel like you're being salesy. Otherwise, it's not going to work. You want to do a webinar where you really understand and believe and believe this authentically that you're offering this to serve people, to support them to get to the next level in whatever it is they're trying to do, business, health, relationships, you know, whatever it may be. Um, so I like to ask a couple of questions. So after the content, I will say, can you guys see the value of this information that you've learned today or that you've discovered that I've revealed, right? Can you see the value of, of this point, of this point? Um, I will ask these questions first. And then I will say, are you, since you see the value, and everyone will say yes, like 100% of people are like, yes, this is incredible because I'm getting the instant feedback throughout the webinar. So that after that, I'll say, um, are you ready to take this to the next level? Do you want to see what's next on how you can accelerate this process, how you can you know, lose more weight faster, how you can increase your business sales, whatever it may be you're talking about. Do you want to see what's next? Everyone's going to be like, yes, yes, show me what's next. And I'll say, cool, I'm introducing X, Y, and Z product or service. So I follow this kind of like questions, and those are very generic questions. I have different, you know, specific ones to my, uh, my audience. But you can have questions that lead people into Yes, I see the value in this. Yes, I see that I want more of it and show me what I can do to get more of it. So follow that process in the close. Um, and then there's a whole process after that. So you introduce the product after you've talked about the problem that people face, the solution, which is your product, then you're introducing the product. You want to get into detail here. So everything about your product, what's included, all the benefits, you, you got to get analytical for people as well. So What's included? How is it delivered? Is it a service? Is it a product? Is it a software? How much time are you spending on this close, just out of curiosity? I'm spending about 15 minutes. Now, if this was an hour-long presentation, I would imagine this would be more like five or 10 minutes? 10 minutes. Okay. Because you really got to dive into all the details for people. You can't just say, here's the product, and uh, it's $1,000. Go sign up. Gotcha. Like, 
People are going to be like, well, what is in the product? Is there a money-back guarantee? And this is where I've gotten it wrong in the past, to be honest with you, because I did not want to feel salesy, so I only spent like two minutes on it. And you know, I I just figured, go to the website and find out more, and now let's get your questions. And uh, and the problem with that is, hey, you've got them, and they're interested, and you may as well deliver it to them, right? Because they're going to listen because they're captive at this point, right? Yeah, and this is, again, I completely relate because – I don't think any of us wants to feel pushy or wants to feel salesy or wants to feel, you know, I don't know, like we're being an interruption to people or like we want to please people. We don't want to be upset at us for like we're selling or something like that. I, I completely understand that. And it wasn't until I changed my mindset about it, about sales and understood that, you know, for me, some people take a long time to make a decision or they need to learn all the different parts of it. You know, I like to analyze sometimes. I'm like, is this really what I need? You know, why is it better than this product? Why is it better than that product? What if I don't like this product? What if, you know, I like to ask questions sometimes to make sure I make the right decision. So if I just say, go check it out. Thanks for coming on, guys. And here's the link. I'll see you later. Or let's do q and I'm not serving people to make that decision for them. Um, so I have changed my mindset about selling as opposed to this is really a, I believe in my product so much that I know when people use it, they get results because that's what happens. People get results when they do it. So I feel like it's my duty to really dive into the close and say, listen, guys, here's why you really want to get this right now. And you don't want to wait. And here's the benefits of it. Here's what you're going to get out of it. Here's the results. A lot of people have gotten out of it. Once they started, the people that took action and didn't do anything, they didn't get any results. So I can't guarantee you anything, but here's some success stories of people who have. Lewis, quick question for you. Um, In the very beginning of the presentation or anywhere along the line, do you seed the fact that you're going to be offering something? Constantly. Okay, explain a little bit about that process. Constantly, yeah. In the agenda, so within the first 10 minutes, and even in my email copy, like sending it out to people beforehand, I will say, you know, in this presentation, I'm going to be talking about these three main keys. And at the very end, we're going to be talking about how you can accelerate this and take advantage of what um, can help you get there even faster at the end. With so you're not actually revealing precisely what it is, but you are essentially exactly. alluding to the fact that you're going to offer some sort of advance, something that they could, they yes. could choose to to participate in. Good. Yes. Yes. And in the agenda, I talk about that as well. I'm like, here are the five things we're covering today. And the fifth thing is always how you can take everything I taught you about to the next level with my product. But I haven't said what it is specifically or the name of it. Some people may know, some of them may not, but it's just say how to go to the next level with all this information and start taking action today. Well, listen, and I really, Lewis, yep. real quick, we, I can already tell you right now, this is going to be the longest podcast we've ever done, but we're, but, <laughs> but, but we're going to keep going people. Okay. Cause I know that if you're still listening right now, you want us to keep going. So keep going, Lewis. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've been trying to speak really fast. No, cover, it's all right. It's all good. Cut, cut some of it too. Um, <clears throat> so in the close, there are some key points that you must have. And uh, I'll just kind of list them off quickly. Uh, we talked about the, the problem, the solution. Then you got to introduce your product. Everything that's included, the benefits of it, you've got to give testimonials. These are just things that are going to support you in supporting other people to make the decision to buy. So you got to give testimonials. You've got to show what your guarantee is. So if it's a 30-day money-back guarantee, you've got to tell them what that is and be specific. What does that mean? Can I call you and get my money back? Can I email a support email and is it guaranteed them to get my money back? People just want to have um, peace of mind. And you know, I have a, a money-back guarantee after 60 days for one of my products, but it's only 
if they do the homework, if they follow, if they record one webinar live and they send me a link to it, uh, if they do both of those things, all the homework in my product and send me that they've done one webinar live and they're not satisfied, they get a full refund. Because I know when people actually do the homework in the, the video modules in my course and they take action on it and do a webinar, they're going to be satisfied. So, Lewis, so, we've yeah. talked about five things so far. Meet and greet, welcome, <clears throat> the story, the content, and the close. Let's, yep. let's quickly get into the last two. Yes. So after the close, I do about 10 to 15 minutes of Q&A. Okay. And I try to answer everyone's questions during the close because I try to seed in there like, okay, what if I don't have enough money for this or what if right. I don't have an email list or whatever, whatever it is. I try to answer that in the close. But at the close or after the close, I'll go into Q&A for 10 to 15 minutes and I'll put a countdown timer on. I'm saying, hey, guys uh, – are going to be doing Q&A for 15 minutes and the time starts now. And any kind of Q&A, right? It could be about the course or it could be about the content, anything, right? Anything, yeah. What are your th- I like to say, what are your thoughts about, uh, you know, ask me any question about the product. I try to go into the product first, but then people ask about webinars in general. Right. So, um, And by the way, we should probably say, look, bottom line is no matter what questions you answer, you're continuing to provide valuable, hopefully yes. content. Yes. And as, content. you know, part of me thinks that it might be good to at least lead with, um, a question that's about, about the content in general, and then get to the questions about yes. the, about the, the product itself so that you don't have people just hanging up on you and abandoning. Right. Of course. Yeah. The thing is on a webinar, if you get a thousand people to come on live for the webinar and you have an hour and a half hour to an hour and a half, the longer people stay on, the more sales you're going to get and the more committed those people are. However, um, if you get a thousand people on live in the beginning and you're on for 90 minutes, if you still have 500 people on it at 90 minute mark, you should be happy with that because about 50% of people are going to drop after 75 minutes. But those people that stay on, those 500 people are actually the ones that are committed to buying. So Do you have any you tips? You have any tips to kind of keep them on to the end? Do you like say, "Hey, I'm going to share a super ninja trick at the very end, so stick around"? Yeah, or? I like to say, yeah, at the very end, uh, we're going to give a bonus away. We're going to do a giveaway, uh, you know, something of some type of giveaway. And what I like to do actually is have people. This is something I learned from a, a friend of mine recently, where he said, um, "Have them take notes in the webinar and then upload them to your fan page at the very end, and then do a free, you know, give something a free way." to whoever has the best notes. Oh, that's cool. I was like, that's pretty interesting because you're getting them to really pay attention throughout the entire time, take notes. People have like seven pages of notes on my webinars now. It's ridiculous. And they're uploading it. And I'm like, wow, this is incredible. So they're taking action. They're learning something or they're discovering something through this process of taking notes. And it feels like they're more engaged that way. So that's just something you can keep them engaged throughout the entire time. If they want to win, you know, get that bonus, I have that chance of that, that giveaway. Um, so after the Q&A is done in 10, 15 minutes, whatever you want to do, then I just give my final thought. This is point number seven. It's kind of like the 75-minute mark. My webinars usually go over 90 minutes uh, just because I like to go a little longer. But on an average webinar, if you're going 75 minutes, the final thoughts, you know, thanks again, everyone. And you just say uh, some uh, house cleaning and goodbyes. Interesting. Okay. So, um, is there any particular call to action that you typically end with, or do you just say, thank you so much? I, mean, I, I get, you know, I'm pretty aggressive at the end because I really, again, I feel like my mindset is when people go through this process of my course, 
they're going to get results. And I know that's what they want is results. So I just say, listen, guys, if you're on the fence, take action. Like, again, there's a money back guarantee. All you got to do is do your first webinar. And if you don't get your results, you get all your money back. So you have nothing to lose. So it's just a really matter about taking action, making the decision, signing up. Or if you're not going to take action, do it on your own, but decide to do one on your own, whether you get my product or not. Um, but take action either way. A lot of people um, listening might be um, sad because they had X number of people register, like 300 people register and only like maybe half shows up. I mean, what are some of the statistics that you tend to find as far as showing up live? You know, it's roughly if you have if it's your audience, roughly about 50 percent will show up live. Okay. So, again, if you get a thousand registered, you should expect, you know, about 475, maybe a little less than 50 percent. And then it's going to drop down. It's going to drop down about 200, 250 at the very end just because. That's what happens. Again, people six, people get six, distracted, right? Yeah. There's people, you know, and there's some things you can do in the the, the the meet and greet and the welcome to say, hey, listen, guys, this is going to be 90 minutes long, 60 minutes long. So make sure to put off, turn off your phones, clear off any distractions, you know, put your headphones on and listen to this so you're not getting distracted. What, but people, you know, there's not many webinars I watch where I'm not doing other stuff as well, you know? So right. it's... It's just human nature. What about you're recording? Not live, you're not in a room. You're not in a room with someone. So this is the only challenge. Like the difference between a live events that you do, you know, a thousand people are in the room listening to the speakers, and only a few people leave to go to the bathroom. Right. Whereas this, people are going to leave just because that's what the nature of it. Now, um, do you recommend recording these and providing the recordings to the half that doesn't make it? I sometimes do, and sometimes don't. Again, I think if you're always giving a replay out to your audience, then you're training them that they can sign up and then watch it another time. And that's the least effective way to generate sales. You really want them live because if they're there, then they're like the likelihood of them taking action is much higher, right? Yeah. And the likelihood of you building a relationship, whether they take action now or not, like I would have people come on every webinar for a couple of years and they never bought anything until like one day they were like, there was something you said in this webinar that made me realize where I'm at in my life that I need this now. And so again, you're building a relationship. You never know when someone's going to sign up for your product or service. You never know um, who's on there. And you just want to, you want to get them on live to, to continue that process. But I do a lot of replays as well, um, but I only keep it up for a limited time, like 24 hours or, you know, sometimes I'll do a live replay over a two hour window. So I like to mix it up. Gotcha. Well, Lewis, I, I know that um, on behalf of a lot of people that are still listening right now and probably have taken ferocious notes or at least, <laughs> or at least have these notes imprinted into their brain because they're not, they're driving, you know, um, right. <laughs> thank you. And um, I do want to give you the opportunity to tell them where they can find out more about your book, the ultimate sure. webinar marketing guide and whatever else you want to share about yourself. Yeah. I mean, the best place for me is lewishouse.com. Uh, I give a, you know, I've got a podcast, The School of Greatness, where I post uh, a couple times a week with inspiring individuals, more about business and leadership and uh, sports stuff as well in there. So it's not as much social media related, but if you're interested in that type of uh, inspirational information, then check it out. Um, and uh, the book, The Ultimate Webinar Marketing Guide, you can get on Amazon. I think it's only $9.99 right now. Or if you want the advanced course, uh, it's called Seven Figure Webinars, which uh, teaches you how to make seven figures a year with webinars. You just check out my site and you can learn more about it there. 
Cool. So if you go to lewishouse.com, you can find a link to the to the webinar that you actually give on webinars. And and yep. people can go watch it and experience you firsthand, right? Exactly. Yeah. See me firsthand live. Awesome. Lewis, thank you so much for uh, sharing your insight with us today on behalf of tens of thousands of people. I greatly appreciate it. Uh, thank you so much. I appreciate you. Well, what did I tell you? Did Lewis deliver the goods or did Lewis deliver the goods? Man, that was crazy. Okay, a couple things. Um, Lewis gave me a link. LewisHouse.com slash SME is a short link that will take you to his webinar. Uh, There's no affiliate relationship here at all, but that'll take you to an example of his webinar, so you can check it out. Also, WP, which stands for WordPress, Sharely.com, WPSharely.com is the plugin that he referenced that unlocks the content when people share something. Also, if there's anything else that you didn't catch or you're walking or running or driving right now, the show notes are at socialmediaexaminer.com slash 111 for 111. Also, be sure to never miss a future episode of this podcast by subscribing for free using whatever podcast program that you happen to use. This brings us to the end of another episode of the Social Media Marketing Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Stelzner. I'll be back in the driver's seat with you next week. I hope you make the absolute best out of your day and may social media change your world. The Social Media Marketing Podcast is a production of Social Media Examiner. Want more good stuff? Sign up for our top-notch social marketing newsletter. We deliver it straight into your inbox three days a week. Visit socialmediaexaminer.com slash get updates.